When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune! I would hope by now that you know my name is Maya. I'm a singer, a songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and today I am a bowling fan. I'm also a huge history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share some of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's dig into today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. With MXM Today, in 1862, the modern bowling ball was invented. Which came first, the bowling ball or the bowling? Am I right? Well, there's only one way to find out, so let's reverse. Some research has shown that versions of games similar to bowling go all the way back to ancient Egypt in 3200 BC. Materials that looked kind of like bowling balls and pins were found in a young boy's tomb. Another version of bowling was likely played in Germany in 300 AD. Monks used to play pins called kegels and they represented the temptations of sin. The monks threw stones at the kegels and used it as a metaphor for conquering sins. Sometimes people still call bowling, kegeling, as a reference. Later in the early 1300s, it's been said that Henry VIII bowled using cannonballs. I don't know if I believe that one though, they simply seem just way too heavy, but it is known for sure that by 1366, Henry VIII banned bowling for everyone who wasn't in the upper class. He thought that working men and soldiers were spending too much time bowling and not enough time working, which is extremely rude and I would definitely rather bowl than work too. Bowling came to America in the 17th century with the Dutch colonists. They played in an area of New York that is still known as Bowling Green today. Bowling still hadn't quite evolved into its modern incarnation, though. For one thing, there were only nine pins. They changed it in 1841, when bowling was once again criminalized, this time in Connecticut, because people were gambling too much while playing it. Wow, I didn't even know bowling had such an illegal history. Anyways, players figured out an easy solution. They simply switched the number of pins from 9 to 10, deciding that the 10-pin game was a different thing and therefore not illegal, and it worked. I don't really know how it worked, though, because... In all other ways, it was the exact same game, but the new version was just never banned. Now we're about at the time that the official invention of the bowling ball happened. The first version of the modern bowling ball was made out of wood. Then they were made out of plastic and polyester, and then polyurethane. The specific type of wood was called lignum vitae. Okay, for sure. The switch from lignum vitae to plastic and polyester is what happened in 1862. Bowling balls can have a circumference up to 27 inches. They have three holes for your fingers to go in before you throw the ball. The holes are spaced out differently on different balls as to accommodate people of all hand sizes. 
We stand an inclusive sport. A bowling ball can weigh anywhere between 6 to 16 pounds, and there are different kinds of balls available for different styles of bowling, like balls for hook shots and balls for bowling straight. The balls that are designed to help with hook shots and have different core shape and a different chemical coating, such as a resin cover, which helps the ball move and absorb the oils of the bowling lane. The conversion to the modern bowling ball set the stage for the national rise of bowling. My god, I never thought I would have to say the word balls so many times in my life. In 1875, the National Bowling Association was founded, forever doomed to be the lesser-known NBA. The association set up an official set of standard rules. Then, in 1895, bowlers gathered in New York to form the American Bowling Congress, forever doomed to be the lesser-known ABC. Together, these two organizations helped bowling get more and more popular. During the years from 1940 to 1960, bowling was so popular that people later referred to this era as the golden age of bowling. Bowling was a billion-dollar industry in the United States in 1945. The American Bowling Congress ballooned in size to 2.3 million. Additionally, the Women's International Bowling Congress grew from 82,000 to 866,000 members. Since bowling was so popular during this time period, it was also easier for players to make advances in bowling mechanisms. The automatic pin setter was invented, replacing the job of pin boy, or young men, who the bowling alley paid to set the pins back up at the end of each round. In 1948, a bowling alley was built into the west wing of the White House, helping bowling become a popular de-stressor for presidents. The most bowling alleys that ever existed in the United States was about 12,000 in the 1960s. The bowling U.S. Open, forever doomed to be the lesser-known U.S. Open, started in 1971. The 80s saw a decline in interest in bowling as mechanical and electronic games were popping up, but bowling still had a hand scorecard. Electronic scoring systems helped revive interest in bowling, but it never got back to the level of the golden age. The number of bowling alleys has dropped by 26%. Bowling almost made it to the Olympics, being shortlisted for the 2020 Summer Olympics, but it was cut for financial reasons, which turned out to be fine because the Summer 2020 Olympics didn't happen anyway. Alas, maybe next time. Today, in 2002, the band Creed messed up a show so badly that four fans actually sued them. It must have been pretty bad. Apparently what happened is the band was playing a show in Chicago and the lead singer, Scott Stapp, seemed like he was really, really drunk. According to the fans, he was unable to sing the lyrics of a single Creed song. For his part, Stapp denied both accusations and said that his rolling around on the stage was an artistic moment or part of the, you know, aura of the show. Sure, sure. The case was thrown out of court. Okay, promise that when we go back to live shows, none of you will sue me, all right? I'm doing my best. And now for today's final segment, I'm going to be going into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on December 29th. December 29th, 2016, I went to a farm. My mom used to teach English high school and one of her old students is still in touch with her and her family has a farm in california that they have a bunch of animals they have pigs peacocks horses goats chickens um i'm sure there are other things that i'm not even fully aware of that are now there at the farm but i have a bunch of photos of me here when i was 16 going to the farm and 
a bunch of these goats chewing on my jacket as I walked up to them. There was a horse that let me pet him. I had just started watching BoJack Horseman, so I was obsessed, and I was thinking about what mental health problems these horses must be going through. And I pet pigs as well, who were so cute, and they were so friendly and excited to meet everybody. Um, and I really wish I could go back. That was such a fun visit, and ah, animals are just so cute. Thanks so much for listening, and I will see you tomorrow. If you please, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow at 365 Days on your preferred social media platforms. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.